0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Read and Weep. We are excited to have you with us in this, our 31st episode. We are uh, normally a podcast about bad books, uh, movies, TV shows, anything like that. Today, though... We have sunk to something that can hardly be called a book, even though it's available in book, audiobook, movie, and other forms. <laughs> now, normally, at this point in the introduction, I tell you that although you shouldn't listen to the book on audiobook, you could get it for free by going to audiblepodcast.com. And I'm not going to tell you to do that, because even if you think you want to read this book, you don't want to read this book. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking around. Do not read this book. Now,
1: now hang on. Two things. Two things. One... Is that uh, this is by far the, you know, the worst regard you've ever had for a book that we've done on the podcast. Nope. So
0: I mean by a lot. I mean yeah, We had this yeah. great discussion a couple weeks ago about none more worse. More worse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and second, I think you're opening yourself up to the trap of there's a monster at the end of this book, that fabulous picture book starring Grover from Sesame Street yeah. saying, Don't turn the page don't turn the page somebody's gonna turn that page you know by saying don't read the book right I mean maybe we should just tell them how bad it is first and then you know then they'll see
0: I feel like this is more of a public service than we've ever provided <laughs> if we can actually prevent just one person from reading this book who would have otherwise read it yeah then we have lived a good and righteous life
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you just really energized me let's do that <laughs> <laughs> let's go for it okay joining us today we have a great panel uh, first of all he's the creator of prosperity and human and potential programs. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ezra. Hi. I'm
3: also uh, a guy who hands out flyers at the mall. I do it all.
0: <laughs> well, it's great to have you also joining us today. He's a philosopher, author, and life coach, as well as being a well-paid motivational speaker. Please welcome Chris.
1: Hey there. It's great to uh, to be here. I left my busy chiropractic uh, <laughs> office to get here. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm doing some healing, some uh, holistic medicine, and uh, it's so great to be here to affirm the power of now.
0: <laughs> it's it's excellent to have you. We're also uh, joined by a very special guest today. He's a wealth expert as well as having a doctorate in progressive thinking from the Universal Achievement School University. Please welcome <laughs> back to the program. Steve. <laughs> uh,
4: you'll notice throughout this podcast and in certain places, I use the capitalized version of the word you. And the reason I did this is because I want you, the listener, to feel and know I created this podcast for you, but those times I wasn't using the capitalized version of you. <laughs>
0: that is a joke uh, that only could come from the one panelist who read a hard copy of the book instead of listening to the <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's absolutely correct.
0: All right, well, also uh, as always, I'm your host. I'm uh, just some guy whose business went bankrupt, so I packed up my Australian accent and whatever bullshit I picked up, and I set off to America to make a movie. I'm Alex. <laughs>
3: Uh, this is not winning any points uh, for me for Australia.
0: <laughs> no, it isn't. I wasn't able to find much information on the author, but she the one great detail that she lets slip in the book is that she started working on the secret right after her business totally collapsed and she went bankrupt and had no money and owed a lot of people a lot of money. And that's the only autobiographical note we get from her at all. So.
1: Well, no. We also get that for some reason, even though she was bankrupt, she also had a film production crew. Just <laughs> that,
0: that,
4: that was the first note I wrote. It was like she was talking about how her life sucked, and then she was like, "Then I took my TV crew." I was
3: like what is <laughs> It's true, right now. Like a a pretty woman never has to go without a production crew.
2: <laughs> but,
3: I mean, that's more complicated than like a hamster, you know, just
0: spinning on a wheel. It's not like you just take the little cage and the busy ball. You know, there's a lot of parking needed for a whole production crew.
3: Yeah, but they work for sex, is all I'm saying.
0: <laughs>
3: That's the secret. <laughs> nailed
4: it. it was... <laughs>
0: Now you guys are tasked with probably your most difficult job to date coming up with something nice to say about this. We always like to have a compliment sandwich because it feels fair to wrap around our uh, honest middle and I seriously considered having us do an insult sandwich today. <laughs> <laughs> I just want our insult meat to be on insult bread, but I've I've managed to scrape together too. So if you guys are down, I say we play the play I the got Easter
3: I got one Christmas. at least
0: Okay, I got at least one. I think we're okay. Stephen, as, uh, as the guest, you always have the first or last choice. Which would you prefer?
4: Uh, uh, I'll go last. Okay. I had a lot of
0: trouble with this. However, here's one thing I can compliment. There was one point where she gave uh, a series of examples of people who the secret would be useful for. Mm-hmm. And it taught me about a new argumentative fallacy that I'd never heard of before. And so I actually learned something from that. And uh, that is she gave the example of somebody who was on their deathbed. This might be useful to them, mm-hmm. and that's a fallacy called survivor bias. Ah, because the mm-hmm. people who yeah. use the secret world on their deathbed and then die, they don't write letters to her about how the secret's fucking bullshit.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, only yeah. the random one tenth of one percent are able to write in. Thus, survivor bias. So, well done. Lock that away in your little heady as something you can uh, pull out next time someone uses it. You can say, "I know what that fallacy's name is."
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go next. Okay, so so I don't know about you guys, but for the last I don't know 150 years or so, I've been pretty goddamn pissed about the Lincoln assassination. (laughs) <laughs> but luckily, uh Rhonda tells us that that Lincoln was one of the people that knew the secret. So now I don't have to worry, since he clearly willed himself to be shot in the head by uh, <laughs> by the Southerner <laughs> after well, not, ending the war.
0: Not necessarily on on purpose. He could have been like he was thinking the whole time he went to the theater. He was like, "Please don't get assassinated. Please don't get assassinated."
3: <laughs> but, but the secret, the way the secret works, it only cares about one word. Yes, which is assassinated.
0: Yes, <laughs> it, <just> <laughs> <throws> <laughs> it hates like a, prepositions.
3: I, yeah, it's a short order cook. <laughs> That only is you know uh, can only hear in one ear. So <laughs> like, to, yeah, cook for you. Yeah. I got what are, you some pork. I got pork. <laughs> yeah. I wanted no pork. God damn it. <laughs>
0: she she started very early on in the book and just listed a list of thinkers that all knew the secret. I got the impression she, what she was really doing was uh, a list of famous people who would kick her ass if they knew she was quoting them in this. <laughs> <book>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Ludwig von Beethoven. That was the best uh, one she told yeah, him. Was... Express the secret through his music. <laughs> if that Teutonic warrior had heard <laughs> that she was exploiting his good name, I, there'd be
3: hell pain. I
0: off. remember this really great chord change he made in the Fifth Symphony, and I was like, oh, shit, that guy
4: knows the secret.
3: Yeah, I'm just going to say <laughs> it right now, I'm pretty sure that dun-dun-dun-dun is not the secret.
4: <laughs> that is different. Well, the universe doesn't recognize minor chords. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay so uh my comment right um so wrapped up in all of the bullshit and i gotta say there's a ton of it That's so much there's 99 percent of this is bullshit but in order to make it palatable kind of the spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down there is some boilerplate self-esteem stuff yes. like you're good enough you're smart enough god damn it people like you <laughs> and I think that irregardless of the rest of everything if you were to just take the boilerplate self-esteem stuff um, you would feel marginally better about yourself yes
0: I was always offended because I was like that's the thing that's gonna make people forget that she said that thinking cures cancer that like it, <laughs> it's the obvious thing that makes the fucking insane stuff feel less insane
3: for, for some yeah. yeah right yeah Alex I don't know if thinking cures cancer is as horrendous to me as Thinking causes cancer.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah that's true. Oh my
4: God. Yeah, that's true. Well, the universe thinks they want cancer. I want cancer and other diseases. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my God. Okay. There is there is a quote for this. There is a quote for this.
1: Doctor John Demartini. Our physiology creates disease to give us feedback to let us know we have an imbalanced perspective and we're not loving and we're not grateful. <laughs>
0: The person who was born with AIDS, it's like your mom was thinking hateful thoughts while you were in the womb. That's where—that's how you get that. That's, that's
3: some tough love right there from The Secret.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> wow. I mean, to be fair, I, I went to the eye doctor and he told me I have astigmatism because I had a racist thought. You do.
0: All right. That's true. You deserve that. Okay. All right. We, we got to get to this in just a second. Get your comments right. right. start doing this for real.
4: Um, okay. Well, one thing is I just – I really enjoyed how um, occasionally the author would uh, just throw in these facts. He's kind of touched on it. Throw in facts without backing them up or just, just like, did some kind of argumentative sleight of hand. Um, my favorite thing came in the book on page 62. With the, like, the title of the section was, How Long Does It Take?, and the first <laughs> sentence of it, it just says time is an illusion. Yes, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> such yeah, a right. good answer. <laughs> so, such as, a great answer. As,
3: yeah. as Einstein proved, time is an illusion. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. not what Einstein was talking about, my friend.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> he said it is relative, but <laughs> it's, right. still, it's, it's still it's still a graph.
4: <laughs> right. Exactly. She just skirted the issue so well, so I got to give her some credit. For that. <laughs>
3: that's like it's like saying like if you have like a fat person next to like a, a slightly skinnier person. Like that's like saying fatness is an illusion. No, fatness still exists. It's just relative in this situation.
0: <laughs> it's exacerbated by who you're sitting next to. Totally yeah. thing.
3: Time's still real.
0: Yeah. The book is called The Secret right? Uh, So you're probably wondering, what's the secret? Let's get that out of the way right now. And here's what we're going to do. The secret is, of course, as we all know, the law of attraction. Boom. Busted that secret wide open. So what I think we should do, since there's no plot to summarize here, uh, I think each of us gets 10 words to describe what the law of attraction says. Uh, So be specific. Be explanatory. You have 10 words or less. I've got it. Chris is ready. Okay.
1: 10 words. Thoughts attract like thoughts, so thinking about
3: pasta brings pasta.
0: (laughs) I think that's pretty good, yeah. All right, I got one. Go.
3: Your thoughts are made of Jesus' blood. Get rich, bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Important important notes in there. I like that a lot.
4: (laughs) I I can do this in five words. Name that secret. (laughs) (laughs) We are in the Matrix.
0: <laughs> you know the secret. You know that there are thoughts in your mind and they attract like thoughts. Somehow they're magnetic. Something about frequencies yeah, that's not really
3: That's the thing, right? You said like, like attracts like, like a magnet. That's not what magnets do. (laughs) That would be opposites, attracting opposites.
0: You're fucking up magnetism really bad.
3: Well, she says that the film crew,
1: they literally magnetized everything around (laughs)
0: us
1: (laughs) in in describing the, the filmmaking process. And... For one, I hate it when people use literally wrong. Yeah. But also, that's really funny to think about that all the like the you know the boom mics and all the all the <laughs> are just freaking out because everything's just starting to stick together.
0: <laughs> not to mention the fact that large magnets around like hard drives and uh, and film probably not the best thing.
3: We literally yeah. lost
0: a lot of information. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> here's the,
3: here's the craziest thing about this whole thing, right? Okay, so with the secret. She's able to create anything with her mind. Okay. And this is the best book she (laughs) could manifest. (laughs) I think
1: that, you know, her advice and I think the advice of the secret is anything you want, act like it's true What they don't explain is when you're living your life like you already have this thing, you'll start asking for it. You'll start making it happen because you can't not.
4: There's an interesting lesson there. I mean, like, I don't think that's completely way off base the way you just described it, but... The book also says, like, right now in my room, I can just really imagine getting a chainsaw, and it will just appear. And, like, that's totally cool in the book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It works if you're like, oh, man, I deserve to have a raise. I'm going to ask my boss for it. Does not work if you're like, right now, universe, I want you to give me a series of increasingly kinky threesomes while flying. <laughs> that does not. That's not coming to me. I've been testing it. I've been working you know, on. No, it it's really. O-
1: it's really only because you have these other thoughts about doubting your ability to fly while ejaculating. I think that's, that's really what the, it is. This is really your fault here. Let
3: me know where you're gonna fly, ejaculate, because I want to be in of <laughs> <laughs> that time. I want to be near, but not directly under. That, right? <laughs> Give me a tarp and some binoculars. I think. <laughs> <laughs> But this this actually this brings me really to my point. I'm I'm just curious. All right, there's a phrase, right? Uh, extra, extraordinary claims need extraordinary evidence. Okay. And so I just want to can we, can we go back to testing this for a second? Yes. Guys, I want everyone to think of. Uh, I don't know. How about how about just anything you want? Okay. Okay. And say say what you're thinking of.
0: I'm thinking of a donut that is much bigger than a usual donut. Okay. But that would never stop tasting good.
3: Wow. It's like a perfect donut.
0: Yeah,
4: sounds really nice.
3: Yeah, I'll 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 jump on the donut ship.
4: Uh,
1: I'm thinking of a golden ticket that gives me free airfare for life. Mm.
4: Okay. Okay, I wish I was somebody else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anybody in particular? Uh... Me. Yeah, I wish it was Alex.
3: Cause, cause he <laughs> because he has a giant donut coming to us.
0: he has a giant
4: donut.
0: I will donate up to a quarter of my donut to you. It's not to take it for my soul in some way.
4: That's really sweet, because if this works, I'm also you too. So we actually just got 125% of
3: a donut. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the thing. I mean, like, Alex, so does this count if you just go down to Voodoo Donuts and and buy a donut that's big? Like, is that pretty much it? Can this wish for fulfillment just be like you doing things?
2: <laughs> <laughs> me a little more.
3: Man, this whole book kind of feels like the Bible without God. Anyone else get that feel? It's like
1: right. And did you get? Did you notice this intense line where they're like, "Well." The movie version of The Secret was based primarily on the New Testament of the Bible.
0: Oh, I don't remember.
1: But uh, really, The Secret can be about anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: did like to, to, to say these things that diminish the value of it being religious or not. Where um, They were talking about how the universe is like a genie. and At one point, she's like, you can think of it as a genie or as your personal guardian angel. Do the people who believe in guardian angels really think that that's what they do? Isn't there a big difference between a genie and a guardian angel? How many Christians would be like, "Oh yeah, there's this genie that flies around and keeps me out of car accidents." Yeah, wait
3: no, D- didn't you see that that TV show on CBS, Touched by a Genie?
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally good. <laughs> That's not interchangeable to anybody who believes in either of those.
3: What what, what about genies in the outfield? That was also a good. <laughs>
4: you know what you were just talking about is it is what I was saying with my compliment, and that she just just like runs past things and hopes you don't notice that she's <laughs> saying things that are so fucking ridiculous. There, there was another one... Um where she says, um, or Bob Proctor says that the natural laws of the universe are so precise that we don't even have any difficulty building spaceships. Have <laughs> you ever tried yes, to build a spaceship?
3: Yeah, oh except for the God. ones where that blow that? up, I should add. <laughs> right,
0: Some
4: exactly. of
3: them do, do blow up sometimes. Other Some than that, no difficulties.
4: <laughs> right, it's, it's cake. Someone
0: <laughs> thought don't blow up. That was the issue. All those Challenger, a- Challenger astronauts were thinking, I hope the spaceship doesn't fucking blow up. So. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) Fucking blow-ups? Did Did someone
3: say fucking (laughs) (laughs) blow-up?
0: I'm a genie. Kapow!
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. And the worst part, really, about this whole, like, negative thoughts thing is that she says that Katrina victims, Hurricane Katrina victims were that their deaths were their own fault yeah. apparently they did not have enough positivity in their thinking
2: I hope
0: it doesn't rain <laughs> uh,
3: <it's> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> honestly guys I, I don't know about you but I'm feeling a lot less sympathy sympathy for the uh, uh, people who died in Hiroshima and Nagasaki because they were <laughs> clearly thinking I hope I don't get hit by a nuclear <laughs> warhead
0: <laughs> I hope a 40-ton bomb doesn't fall in my head right now that would suck
4: I just want to say, if uh, if any of us gets killed by a nuclear bomb tonight, we we are the first to admit we have egg on our (laughs) (laughs) face.
0: Highly radioactive egg. (laughs) So, all those people out there who are thinking, you know, like, nothing bad befalls the chosen one, (laughs) as soon as you say that, it means I want bad things to befall me.
1: Yeah, you just gotta change it to, the chosen one knows only victory. (laughs) 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 I mean, like, that's the thing about this negative statement thing, you're like, I'm anti-war and they're like no you should be pro peace and I'm like well that's kind of the same <laughs> but then sometimes then sometimes you're like anti things that don't have a diametric opposite yeah you know right like you're anti Tuesdays you know <laughs> you're not like you're not pro
0: Thursdays,
4: <laughs> you know,
1: you're just anti-Tuesdays, there's not, there's nothing So, so maybe the
0: universe, like, that's like one of those, like, the universe just freaks out and picks something randomly, so if you're like, <laughs> please no Tuesdays, please no Tuesdays, the universe gives you a beluga whale. <laughs> yeah,
2: right.
0: <laughs> there you go, deal with that. <laughs>
4: we are two mariners, our ship's survivors, in this belly of a whale. It's ribs ceiling beam.
0: Yeah, let's let's do something it's sillier. Chris, you you say you have a game?
1: Yeah, I do have a game. I thought it'd be fun if if uh, we all made up our own the secret testimonials. <laughs> <laughs> so throughout throughout the book, they interview a variety of people, or you know do case studies on a variety of people who have believed in the secret and has caused great things to happen, from improvements of vision, curing cancer, surviving plane crashes. Etc., and I thought, you know, those things just aren't severe enough. I think that we can do <laughs> better.
3: I mean, I don't know if this is what you're going for, but I got one that we can start with. Yeah. Yeah, go. So, when I was about 13, all right, I didn't have many friends, okay? And uh, also, you know, my body was kind of, like, my voice started cracking. I was like, man, I would give anything if I could just have, you know, talk, you know, with a, a sexy, lower voice, and if I had friends. And within like three or four years uh, you know, <laughs> of me like wishing really hard, uh, I had more friends, I, I got taller, uh, my face started to clear up. Um, your,
0: voice got, your voice got deeper?
3: My voice got deeper, uh, my junk got bigger, everything was pretty much great. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was, it was pretty much directly due to the secret.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have actually a cool story from uh, today, a testimonial. Oh, it um, just happened today? Yeah, well, so last night I was I was reading this and um, I went to bed. I was like, you know what? I can't knock this until I try it. And as you may have heard, um, DC has had a lot of snow lately and it's been kind of touch and go whether I go into work every day. Um, on Wednesday, we didn't. And I was really hoping I wouldn't have to today. So I really just tried to follow everything and pictured exactly how it said, you know, you don't have to go to work. Like I'm, I'm going to get the email. I visualized it. I was just happy. I was thanking everybody. I was showing a lot of love and gratitude. Um, I woke up. And um, I was just like, you know what, fuck it, I actually have a lot to do at work. So I went into work. And, <laughs> but, but then I got an email saying I didn't have to, right? So I was like, maybe this works. And then I found a million dollars on the side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's <That's> a fucking <sighs> cool day. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty sweet. Thanks, Secret. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be rich Maybe we're all thinking this and just too polite to say it but she she's not she's not smart. She's not a smart. She <laughs> <laughs> only had to read about 2 or 3 pages of this and realize that if this was a junior high school paper you would have given it a D or <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can prove uh, to you, that's a good point, I can
0: prove that she is not smart um, with another clip.
5: A game I created that helped shift my feelings about my pile of bills was to pretend <laughs> that the bills were actually checks. I would jump for joy as I opened them and say, More money for me! Thank you, thank you! I took each bill, imagined it was a check, and then I added a zero to it in my mind to make it even more. Isn't that the best way to deal with
0: bills? Oh, that's not from me. That's for me. And I could just picture more zeros. <laughs>
3: Yep, and all of a sudden checks start arriving.
0: No, honest to real checks. I see
1: them in my mind.
3: A little bit have someone like you know, going to like a, I don't know, a medical testing place and like get like you know their like health test back and it's like, oh no, these aren't the number of diseases I have. I'm gonna add a zero to it, and these are the number of diseases I've just been cured of. <laughs> So guys, joining us now is one of my absolute favorite people in the world, Carla Zilbersmith. Carla is one of the funniest people I know, and in 2007, she was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, Joining us uh, along with her is her interpreter, Matthew. Welcome to the show.
5: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
3: Carla, can you start by giving us some of your tips for a more secret-driven life?
5: We will need to understand that we, as Americans spend entirely an insufficient amount of time manifesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, we use it more as a noun than a verb. Yeah. And I believe that if we embrace manifest as a verb, manifest your breakfast.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean so great. What what did you guys manifest some food today? I mean is that is that how you guys ate?
5: Matthew is currently manifesting a very large, somewhat phallic-looking baguette <laughs> and dark chocolate, which I think is a little odd for four minutes before noon, but um, I, I don't judge that's part of the segment. No, I mean, if, if your blog has taught me
3: nothing else, it's that life is too short to to manifest anything but phallic objects.
5: And phallic objects, sadly, are often short as well. <laughs> So, the more you have, then cumulatively, you come out a winner. This
3: is so true. And and really, uh, like the same thing, looking at fat people will make you fat. Um, So, I mean, looking at longer phallic objects, you know, there'll be some longer phalluses, I think, in the world. And that's something everyone can get behind or in front of.
5: (laughs) Depending on your predilection. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Now, Carla, the question that everyone's wondering is, how did you use the secret to achieve your lifelong dream of dying of an incurable disease?
5: Well, I know you've done your research and you've read the secret, but it works in very mysterious ways, and it made me difficult for you to fully grasp how that works. My original intention was to become famous. Mm-hmm. And I I believe it's working really well. And I'm going with this whole fatal illness thing. Because if you look through history, really the most famous people are dead.
3: <laughs> this is true. I mean, there's a lot of great people that are dead.
5: Einstein.
3: Yeah, Beethoven, also dead.
5: Yeah. And so at first, I thought I had just buttoned it up because I didn't understand the secret. Yeah. I mean, it is, after all, a secret. So not <laughs> everybody gets it. And then I realized, oh, clever. I am famous. It's just a little different route than I had planned.
3: <laughs> so, Carla, do you have any last stories you want to share with us?
5: Oh, I did have another wonderful one. I had uh, the world's worst caregiver <laughs> tell me that I wouldn't be able to die until I emptied my bottom, the bottom drawer of my psyche where I kept all my crap. (laughs) And until that was empty, I was stuck here on earth and I needed to figure out who to forgive and how to come to terms with everything. And I said, I know I'm actually witness people getting shot in the head. <laughs> they can't die because mm-hmm. they haven't given the bullet.
4: Well, <laughs> have, they have to get shot in that bottom drawer.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> I Actually, I know some surgery's gone wrong where they actually take out the bottom drawer and the person just dies in the spot because they have no baggage left. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Uh, well... Carla, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Matthew, thank you also. And um, listeners, if you want to uh, support Carla, you can go to her blog, carlamuses.blogspot.com. There's a link to buy a very sexy calendar that she and some other manifestors of ALS put together. It's called uh, Always Looking Sexy. You
5: know what? While you were talking, I wasn't paying attention. I was manifesting all your listeners, reading my blog and buying the calendar. So it's none. mission accomplished.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, I hope to have you back on the show soon.
5: Sounds great.
3: If you want more Carla, a longer version of this interview is available at read-weep.com under a bonus section.
1: Brown you're
4: pound you with the Ezra's really good at spotting the sexual things. Yeah. And I'm surprised you haven't mentioned this part yet.
3: <laughs> oh, no, but <laughs> I miss this time.
4: There, there was one part where I was talking about feeling good, and it sounded to me like foreplay from a girl who's about to go down on you who doesn't really know English that well. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let, me, let me just read it to you. You say that like this is something we're all
0: really familiar with.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know that architect. <laughs> you guys party, right? All right. So um, when you are feeling good, you are on the frequency of receiving. You are on the frequency of receiving all good things coming to you, and you will receive what you have asked for. You wouldn't ask for anything unless it was going to make you feel good in the receiving of it, would you? So get yourself on the feel-good frequency, and you will receive.
1: <laughs> I think we're all, our instinctual, you know, response is less talky, more sucky. <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: I get that a lot, though. <laughs>
0: You'll be your woman soon. All right, well, it's time for the. Uh, oh, my. I'm, I, I'm full of dread. It's time for yeah. the other half of the compliment sandwich. A compliment that no book has deserved less. Um, however, it is time to go in reverse order. So, Steven, you are up.
4: Shit. Um, all right. Uh, this book uh, was a book that I read. <laughs> I, 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 hold on i mean that in the best possible way <laughs> I, uh...
0: like like in the i get a credit on this for my summer reading club from the library way <laughs> right, right.
4: yeah no actually okay here, here's something i do feel um that i've accomplished something by reading the book because it's a book that other people have read and it makes me feel more connected to them <laughs> um and <laughs> i'm really sorry i'm just screwing with your format now but uh it 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 uh it it was a page turner in the sense that I couldn't believe what I was reading.
0: <laughs> that is absolutely true. I was like, this was more entertaining than some books we've read. But and I get, but my but but angry Alex comes out of this. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm I'm like a grizzly bear. <laughs> in
3: what way are you like a grizzly yeah. bear, Alex? Angry. <laughs> <laughs> but, Alex, do do you eat like? a lot of roughage, so it, like clots up your like colon so you can sleep for like six months. So many
0: berries. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. oh, All
0: yikes. Right. enough about Chrisy Bears. Uh, continuing in the reverse order, Chris?
1: I thought the production values were as good, uh, if not the best, uh, of any book that we've ever read. Um, it was just with the number of different voices to keep you distracted from the fact that you're listening to complete lies for four hours. Uh, we had a number of different world music uh, genres represented. We had summaries of every half chapter. I mean, we had we had a lot of things going on in this production. <laughs> they, they, it sure seemed like no matter what happened, they were earnestly trying to make me absorb whatever information they were pretending to have about this. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: Ezra, you.
3: Okay, um, this compliment goes out to a, a phrase that I like and also um, uh, answering a question that I didn't have. <laughs> uh here, quote I from the a book summary
0: of the whole book but yes, yeah, yeah fine. <laughs>
3: okay here's a quote so if you think you're this quote meat suit running around think again <laughs> one meat suit that's great now this is what i'm gonna call my friends from now on uh assuming they're not robots <laughs> <laughs> hey meat suit hey, um uh, but also yeah this is not actually my concern uh before i read this that i was just a meat suit um I actually I'm hoping to to get a, a double breasted meat suit uh, to go on top of my you know my <laughs> birthday meat suit
0: which is already double breasted <laughs> <should> point out.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. At least.
4: Did anybody edit this book with? It? Oh.
0: <laughs>
3: uh we're expecting the universe to do most of the editing. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, I have I have one final compliment uh and that is that she finally said one sentence that I agreed with in its entirety
5: Lisa Nichols recognize the beautiful and wonderful things around you and bless and praise them Lisa's wise words to praise and bless the things around you are worth their weight in gold
0: alright you catch it her wise words are worth their weight in gold and their weight in gold is Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> they are words.
2: They have no weight
0: <laughs> in gold at all. Completely right on that one. She got the physics perfect.
2: <laughs> How is Where do
0: they Quickly, uh, as we like to do whenever we can, we have a brief mailbag segment this week. This, I, I got... A young woman named Jen contacted me, and I had been talking shit on The Secret on our Facebook page before this. And uh, Jen just wanted to let us know, The Secret Works BTW, I use it mainly for grad school and parking spots.
1: Which, if that was was even remotely true, would be the best superpower ever. I mean, I live in a pretty dense population, (laughs) population of Seattle. Where parking spots suck.
0: Yeah, I I would be very cool. Absolutely, if you're going to use the secret for something trivial.
3: I mean, I think my position on this whole thing. Think about whatever you want. All right, like if you think it, you know thinking wrestling might help you get it, absolutely do it. Don't fucking read the book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, so just uh, to finish up with Jen, I actually, so I I thought she was joking at first, and I and I wrote back and I said that's awesome. The parking spaces is my favorite example from the from the book, and she said. And she, it turns out she really, really believes it, and what? And her summary of it was it's really about being a positive person because other people will like that. It's not about – and she said it's not magic. It's manners. And uh, I, I think that is a wonderful misreading of the book, and I hope that if anybody does unfortunately read it, they take that message away and they ignore all the parts that are actually entirely about magic. Yeah,
4: absolutely. She misread it correctly. That is, that is yeah. what you should take out of this book
0: yeah. accidentally. Anyway, thanks, Jen. Everybody, feel free to write us in emails, even if you're loony, and uh, we will be more than happy to uh, talk about it on the air. Alright, well, thank you everybody for joining us today. It's been great having you. I really, really don't want you to read this book. But uh, next week we're going to be reading Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief, from Rick Riordan. Riordan. Anyway, besides this long name, we're trying to expand into other genres that are not aimed at us, and this one, kids' fantasy. So, uh, if you want to read the book along with us, go to podcast. Dot com slash read it and, weep and find out how you can get the book for free. Also, it totally helps out the show. Yeah, well, uh, so thank you so much for joining us, as always, as and Chris. Yeah, Yeah. Man. absolutely. And thank you for coming back, uh, regular returning guest, Stephen.
4: You, you're awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me again. We
1: are so sorry about <laughs> the secret,
0: dude.
4: Yeah, that was kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was just 200 pages of people using the wrong version of theirs. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: anyway, thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Uh,. Okay, that's it. Thank you so much for listening, Meet Suits. Send us email, podcasts at read-weep.com and please, we need your fandom. Facebook.com slash read it and weep